What's up, everyone? Welcome back to NFL Only here on Spark Talk, and today we have our conference championship recap episode. Uh, we know it's a couple days late, but we don't have uh, any predictions to make this week because we are not doing the awful Pro Bowl, um, which is not even football. So, without further ado, we're going to get to this news. All right, so first thing is first uh, news that just broke, and kind of happy that we waited a little bit. Uh, some stuff due to school starting back up for me, and Trying to get back in the rhythm of school as well and the podcast. But good thing we did wait because Eli Manning announced his retirement today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have a press conference, was it tomorrow or Friday? Mm-hmm. Uh, make it official. So I'll, I just bring this up because the debate, is he a Hall of Famer or not? He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, he's seventh in passing yards, seventh in passing touchdowns, two Super Bowls. He he doesn't he has a 500 record, a lot of bad teams, so it's honestly like if you name any offensive weapons he has and you compare him to other quarterbacks, uh, like uh, Phil Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger's had a bunch of weapons. He's had Le'Veon Bell. He's had Heinz Ward. He's had uh, he's Miller. He's had Jerome Bettis. Uh, look at Phil Rivers has had a little bit less, but more weapons than Eli Manning. He's had Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, uh, Ladainian Tomlinson, uh, had Michael Turner at one point, had Darren Sproles at one point, had Antonio Gates. If you look at Eli Manning, who did he have? He had Plexico, uh, who was borderline pro bowler. Mm-hmm. He had Rota- good but not great rotational running backs and Brandon Jacobs and Ahmad Bradshaw. Uh, he didn't get a lot of help throughout his uh, prime in his career, but he made the most of it and won two Super Bowls. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I think he's a Hall of Famer. I think if you put context into what Eli Manning has and you compare it against the other two in his class, Philip Burgers and Ben, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, I think he's all favorite because he he had nowhere near the weapons, but he still has two Super Bowls. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I agree. I, you know, uh, it kind of marks the end of an era mm-hmm. um, as far as just you know that 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 whole Manning family being in the NFL. Uh, his his son's gonna Cooper's yeah, son's well, gonna pop up here. Yeah, we'll, we'll see whenever. Getting a lot of buzz. Um, but I I think Eli Manning definitely is a Hall of Famer. Is he a first ballot? Maybe not. Is it? Uh, is he a second or third ballot? Yeah, I definitely think he's a Hall of Famer. And at the at the end of the day, like the first ballot, like it's cool to say and all that stuff. Uh, but you're a Hall of Famer regardless. And, and and like you said, I think you laid it out with um, just where he's at in the all time passing list and touchdowns mm-hmm. and yards. You, uh, when you win two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs, um, both against the New England Patriots, who is the greatest dynasty in maybe sports mm-hmm. ever. I think that's worthy of not just being in the Hall of Fame because of that, because if that was the case, Jeff Hostel would be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Nick Foles would be in the Hall of Fame soon, right? Or Joe Flacco could have an argument. Yeah. It's the fact that he did have great seasons. He did have seasons where he was an elite quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did carry, like you said, he did carry um, marginalized talent. Where, like, Plexico Burst was a good receiver, but you don't think of Plexico Burst as one of the all-time greats. Yeah, uh, char- the Chargers, the... I would honestly say Vincent Jackson in his prime was as good as Plexico Keenan, Burris. I'll just say Keenan Allen. Better, like, you yeah. Have, I mean, Philip Rivers is like Keenan Allen. You have Mike Williams. You have those types of guys. I, I would take the Chargers and the Steelers' talent at every position over the Giants during Eli Manning's era. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, like, his best receiver is Victor Cruz. And he had uh, one breakout year and then kept getting injured. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, outside of Odell, like. Yeah. Uh, what did he really have? Like, and Odell didn't really come until Eli was getting older, anyways. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about the prime of his career, I do agree. Like, who did, t- who did he have? He had Tiki, but that was like when he it was like his first two years in the league. Yeah, uh, so you can't really count that. And they won Super Bowl without Tiki. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just and look, I know Eli's ho- pr- uh, his prime wasn't as elongated as some guys, um, but. I don't think that should take away from how great of a career he actually did have. I know people like to crap on him because of the last few seasons and how it went. And it's like, oh, you have Odell, who's such a great talent, and uh, you have all these things. 
it's like outside of Odell, who did they have as far as talent? Like they had some, yeah. they had some okay talent here and there, and you know, don't get me Saquon last year. Like, like they weren't that they weren't good last year. Plus, he was old. Yeah, was decrepit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, maybe when Odell first came in the league, you have a couple arguments. Um, when Eli was still kind of like in that twilight phase, but as of recent, no, I don't. I don't think. Um, I, I don't think you can count against him. Like, oh, he's. He just had a shorter prime than most people, and mm-hmm. he made the most of that prime with lesser talent than than some quarterbacks um, were for, you know were more fortunate to have that didn't even get their teams to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, now, yeah, if you get prime Eli, darting up people in the playoffs, um, Odell Beckham, mm-hmm. maybe he wins another one. Who knows? Yeah. So, yeah. so oh, we'll you know, move on here. We'll move on to uh, Tom Brady. Uh, Rumblings saying that uh, he may have a, the top spot for him to land if he doesn't go back to New England would be the Chargers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's kind of the consensus right now is everybody feels yeah. like he's going to go to the Chargers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think uh, yeah, a lot of people like to live in LA. A lot of people want to move there. We have uh, LeBron going there. We have Anthony Davis wanting to go there. Uh, a lot of sports athletes wants to go to Los Angeles in that area, mm-hmm. uh, and with football at the moment in Los Angeles, it's very fluent. They're still deciding on what team they actually want to root for there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you got the Rams, you got the Chargers. As the Chargers pick up, and the Rams start sliding like they did this year, mm-hmm. there's not going to be a lot of Rams fans anymore. There's yeah. going to be a lot of Chargers fans. And they're going to a new stadium, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to a new stadium. You're trying to get the fans buzzing. Boom, you bring in the greatest quarterback of all time, arguably Tom Brady. Yeah. Why not? I mean, Philip Rivers wasn't doing good last year. And, yeah, we know Philip Rivers. There's mm-hmm. um, There are some rumors that he may go play somewhere else next season. Like, Yeah, well, we, we will say it here. It, Tampa is, like, one of the options. Yeah, so, yeah. So, there, yeah, yeah. there's rumors going around that Tampa Bay is very interested in Philip Rivers. Um Trying to get him to go there, which, I mean, look, in Bruce Arians' offense, I think Bruce Arians is a great coach. Uh, I think there are certain things I don't like about his offense. I think he does have almost too many too many uh, shots down the field, too many 1,000-step uh, dropbacks. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, who knows? Like, you know, I think Phil Rivers could do well in a Brian, uh, Brian, in a Bruce Arians' offense. And I think Tom Brady could do well transitioning into L.A., Warm weather football, uh, and look if the, if the Chiefs play Pat Mahomes, but they play Pat Mahomes, which you know I know he's a great quarterback and everything like that, but you really handicap what you can do for your team. Yeah, the Broncos are still a couple years away from really. Let's see how Drew Locke is next year, um, and then the Raiders. We don't know what we're getting from them. Mm-hmm. You don't know, and also there's rumors going around that uh, there are people that believe Tom Brady is going going to consider the Lo- the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm-hmm. Well, I, either one of those teams, man. Like you get in that conference, uh, I think Mike Mayock did a pretty decent job with what the Ra- you know with some of the rookies uh, the Raiders got, and he leans heavy on that running game with Josh Jacobs. I mean, that would be a nice spot too. Mm-hmm. And they get an offensive line built there. Mm-hmm. They got they got uh, stable um, and talent there. Yeah, and I think he wants to go somewhere where he respects the coach. You know, yeah. I think Anthony Lynn is a guy that you're going to respect. One of the better coaches in the league, in my opinion. Uh, I think obviously John Gruden is a guy that Brady would respect. Um, that's you know not going to have too much grief about offensive and, and schematics and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think both those places would be pretty interesting, honestly. And I think uh, just just for what I mean, you always say the the Chargers um, they're always like the most disappointing team. They have all this talent at almost every position, and they can never deliver. Maybe you get a guy like Tom Brady that can show them how to win with all that talent. Yeah. They could do something special. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, it, the thing is, though, is Melvin Gordon going to be back. Yeah. It, it, he didn't play well, but we've seen his track record before this year. Uh, when he's able to get, like, a preseason, he's able to get OTAs under his belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a really good – he's one of the best running backs in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, he decided to hold out and didn't start the season well. Uh, we'll see where – I think it could it could honestly lean on if Melvin Gordon leaves because if he leaves, that's a uh, 
it's a downgrade in the run, in the running game for him. Uh, I like Austin Eckler as a uh, receiving back. Mm-hmm. I do like Justin Jackson. I just don't think he's as talented as Melvin Gordon. Excuse me. And uh, yeah, and it's. I don't. Uh, I think the Raiders and the Chargers are good possibilities for him. Uh, then we brought up the Panthers. I don't think I think that's a little bit out of the playbook now. Yeah, with that rule going there, I don't see it. And happen. them and him bringing over uh, Joe his, Brady. Uh, yeah, and then his defensive coordinator from Baylor as well. Oh yeah. So we'll see. There's a uh, still a lot of questions. I think the most likely is he goes back to New England. Yeah, right now Josh McDaniels uh, stayed there. Obviously, didn't take any head coaching positions. Uh, that's that's what it's looking like right now, but I'm not gonna lie. I, I would like to see Tom Brady play somewhere else. I think it'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just the amount of stuff that we could talk about. Yeah, and uh, going over to Philip Rivers, uh, the rumors about the Bucks and him. It's just, I honestly think it'd be the a little bit better situation, but very similar. Maybe even a little bit less of a, situ- a better situation. You got the good receivers. Uh, the running game still needs improvement. A better offensive line than the Chargers. Uh, they're they got a good pass rush on defense, but the thing that lacks in them is uh, their secondary. Uh, the secondary is pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, so they got some holes on the team if mm. they would sign Philip Rivers, but I honestly think they'd be a borderline playoff team, if not a playoff team. Like on what, seven eight wins. Depending on where Drew Brees goes, because I don't know what Atlanta's going to do. Don't know what Carolina's going to do with the new head coach, yeah. new regime. And then you got New Orleans. What what is going to be the fallout of uh, the Drew Brees situation? Is he yeah. going to go back, or is he going to? Is Taysom Hill going to take over? Mm. Uh, and I, honestly, if Taysom Hill does take over, I expect him to struggle a little bit. Yeah, he's uh, he's going to a full time quarterback role, yeah, which, which he hasn't played since college. Yep. So you would expect him to struggle a little bit. So this division could be wide open, depending on where Drew Brees goes. Oh yeah, for sure. I agree with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it'd be a good fit for him, especially if they bring in Tom Brady at the Chargers. I think it'd be a good fit for him if he still wants to play. They go to Tampa, mm-hmm. so we'll move to Tua. Uh, there's rumblings about Tua, uh, Tiger Viola. I think I said his name right there. Uh, maybe Detroit is looking to draft him at the number three position, right? Yes, three position. Yep. Yeah, and honestly, I, I don't. I wouldn't mind it. But the thing is, uh, the report was the questions about Matthew Stafford's durability. When honestly, I think I don't I don't get that at all because yeah. he's been one of the most healthy quarterbacks. Uh, it's and this could be a bad report as well. And just look at, look into the facts. What does it say in the report? It says his durability. The only time he's had durability issues is this year, in his whole career, except for his rookie season when. Uh, like the first couple of seasons, he was a little injury, but after that, like he had, he had a he had, he had a long streak of starts. Yeah, and uh, until this season, mm-hmm. and then you want to bring in a quarterback who might not even play for your team. Right? He the just always pick. gets injured, and you're in a win now. I think this team is in a win now mode with Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I think they proved that they were competing against uh, really good teams. They just have these games where they pitfall, and then they the. The whole bottom falls out, and like it's kind of weird with the Lions because I do agree with you. I think they are in a win now mode. Like, I think they had the receivers. Mm-hmm. You have the running back talent. You have solid. You have an, an emerging offensive line that I think is pretty good. Yeah. You have really good defensive players. I think a solid head coach. I, I just don't understand what the disconnect is. I don't know if it if, is it Matthew Stafford. Is it not? Mm-hmm. Maybe there, they bring in Tua. I don't know. Their seasons uh, remind me of the Jenga game with the. Pieces of wood you stick in to stick out, yeah, and hopefully it doesn't fall on you when you're uh, uh, taking it out and replacing it. Because uh, you you just build throughout that game, you're just taking pieces out, putting them back on top. Uh, and it feels like the Lions season, like almost every year, we're like once you get that piece that is uh, that's going to make the the whole entire what's it called the Jenga the Jenga Tower, what yeah. it's called. Uh, once you get that piece and it falls over, their season's done, and the yeah. game's and the game will be over in Jenga. That's what the, that's what their uh, seasons are like. Like because they look like one... a strong team, and then when they faced the Packers and they had that kind of yeah the cheap calls that were kind of that were bad. Kind of they lost some momentum. Yeah, and just... Uh, it just it uh, they just had like a downward spiral when that injury started to pick up. 
And uh, now they're the. Uh, it's crazy because they're still at two zero and one, and I think they finished with uh, three wins. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah. So we'll. Uh, would you like two of their? I I don't know. Um, yeah. may, maybe look if they're really trying to move on from Matt Stafford, like maybe it'd be interesting to see where he could go because he's still one of the better quarterbacks. I think Tampa in the would be a. Uh, Tampa, Indianapolis, mm-hmm. as a possibility. Mm-hmm. Chicago, possibility. Yeah, I like Matthew Stafford. Uh, um, I think he's. I don't I think, think it's he's ever really been good. his fault. I think it's been. Some... You're the Lions, man. Like the Lions are a snake bitten franchise. Like, yeah, it's, it's not. It's... Uh, and also, this could be a smokescreen. This could be simply because, hey, we're gonna get to a <clears throat> trade up with us, so we can trade or back and pe- and get more picks. Force people. Yeah, this. We're sorry. It's not even Super Bowl has Pro Bowl hasn't even gone through yet, uh, and we're getting this type of stuff from draft night already. Yep. There's, there's gonna be a the lot. Game's of already stuff. being played. Yep. Yeah. I I don't see it happening. I see them drafting, uh, maybe a corner in the secondary, or maybe that's what they need. Maybe a defensive, yeah. maybe a defensive linebacker, uh, a defensive uh, lineman, or a linebacker. Maybe uh, Isaiah Simmons. Uh, yeah, would be a nice pick. He's, I think he's he's coming he's coming to the draft, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, and either that or Kenneth Murray. I like Kenneth Murray a lot. I think he has a lot of really good intangibles. So yeah, I think. Oh, there it is, right there. So yeah, uh, yeah, I think the Lions go on defense mm-hmm. and with that third pick because I think their weakness has has been defense these past couple years. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I think I think it's like you said, smoke screen. Yeah, to trade back and get better picks. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. So uh, we'll move to the uh, Eagles. I'll, I'll let you read it. It's your hand right in there. All right. So the Eagles are expected to, quote unquote, go hard in free agency <clears throat> for cornerbacks. Uh, guys Byron. like Byron Jones or names being thrown around. Um, I'm sure Xavier Rhodes might be thought of, even though he had the terrible season and still made the Pro Bowl somehow, which that, that could be Two, a two-hour podcast in and of itself talking about why he should not have well, made Well, just look Bowl. at the Kendrick Bourne play. Is Kendrick Bourne a Pro Bowl receiver? No. And that he destroyed him at divisional round on that first touchdown? Yeah. It's just... But this makes sense to me. I, I think the Eagles are in a position where they're not going to be able to draft a Jeffrey Okuda, um, you know, a, a Fulton from LSU, guys mm-hmm. like that that are highly uh, highly touted. Maybe one of the Alabama guys high. is there. Maybe one of the Alabama guys is there, and I think they should continue to stockpile. I think they have a great D-line. Um, yes, a lot of injuries took place on that D-line, but I still think they got a lot of talent there. O-line-wise, they have still one of the better O-lines in the league. If they beef up that secondary and give guys like Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham time to really actually get to the quarterback without just the, re- the cornerbacks sucking so bad, this Eagles team could be, once again, a Super Bowl favorite. Um, but I, I I don't blame them. Look, if they go after a Byron Jones, I, I wouldn't blame them. I mm-hmm. think Byron Jones is one of the better corners in the league. I mean, he's athletic. Yeah. Uh, he's physical. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't see why not. Yeah, I don't either. And plus, would be a division rival. He can play he can play Dallas twice Yeah, as well. So, uh, saying in that division with the Giants, uh, they hired Jason Garrett as their offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And uh, Freddie Kitchens as an assistant in the, on, on the offensive side of the football. Yep. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, you know, I, I know people are going to, like, crucify the Giants over <laughs> signing Jason Garrett, but I don't know if it's a, the worst hire I've ever seen. Um, yeah, like, it's not sexy, and right now it looks pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of Giants fans and whatnot are panicking, but... I think Jason Garrett did some good things there in Dallas, um, calling plays and and scheming some things up. Yes, just like Mike McCarthy. I think towards the end he got stale. Towards the end, you know, he got too comfortable. He wasn't pushed. He wasn't challenged. Um, Just like Jerry Jones, he was a yes man for. I'm sure he had yes men to him. And it didn't allow him to grow uh, and to really push. And I think being under a guy like Joe Judge, who, you know, know, all all we keep hearing is uh, how great of a leader he is. Um, the expectations that he has on on coaches and players and whatnot, like I could see him really starting to to push and to uh, allow mm-hmm. um, Jason Garrett to finally grow and, and get better. And yeah. and I, look, I think Jason Garrett wants to be a head coach again. Like you don't you don't leave a situation like that. Like 
all the rumors that went around, like him crying or him being that upset. Like there's all these things. And I think Jason Garrett is going to be pretty determined to, to come in the season um, ready to go as an OC. And yeah. Freddie Kitchens, look, it's a position coach. Like I think you need good position coaches. And maybe he can come in and he helped he helped Baker to a really good rookie season. Mm-hmm. And we saw what happened when he took over and wasn't yeah. paying as he, much attention. He's so he, it's supposed to. I don't think it's been confirmed yet, but mm-hmm. it's I think it's like they're close to it though. Yeah, like and I think it would be all right for Daniel Jones. I mean, I, I thought he did a good job with Baker when he was just the uh, QB's coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think it's a bad hire. I don't think it is either. I think it if. Anything it will help the development of uh, what people say a, a bad thrower of the football, which I don't get at all. In Daniel Jones, I think he's one of the more, I think he's the most accurate quarterback of uh, last year, of last year's draft, and uh, yeah. So they're yeah. So I don't. My thing is, if they do, they're expected to. But if they don't, I want to see where they go in that situation, mm-hmm. or if they just let Jason Garrett take the reins of like a quarterbacks coach and. Let him deal with uh, Daniel Jones moving forward. If they don't, if they start, if they decide not to hire Freddie, but if uh, Freddie gets there, though, I, honestly, I think it'd be a good fit. Uh, he's a good uh, quarterbacks coach. He was quarterbacks coach in uh, Arizona when Carson Palmer was there in the NFC Championship team. Mm-hmm. So he has some good stability. I just think I just don't think he was thrust up into that head coaching spotlight way too soon. Yeah. They take an OC job first. It was the same thing with uh, John Del Flippio. Uh, uh, Del Flippio, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The former Eagles OC, or OC, uh, quarterbacks coach, who was getting offers the head coaching job. And I think me and you were on the podcast talking when that was happening. Like, he's, you, get, you have to at least take an OC job for like a, at least a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, why I didn't, that's why I wasn't a big fan of the uh, Zach Taylor hire. Yeah. And it's still the jury's out. They're the first pick in the draft. Um, did, were there things that were okay about them last year? Yeah, but they. It wasn't like when I watched the when I watched the Cardinal. I was like, <laughs> I think this team could be good in the next couple of years. I like some of the stuff uh, Kingsbury did. Uh, I, I like the way Kyler Murray played, and I agree with you. I, I think that position coach, uh, like you said, we talked about. I think you have to have at least a year or two, like put your dues in. Yeah. Guys are guy. I think it allows players to respect. Like, okay, this guy's been through the ringer. Um, he knows what it takes. Uh, he's worked his way up. I, I think it just relates to players better. I just, mm-hmm. yeah, I do too as well. And uh, you kind of see with Freddie, he, yeah, he just wasn't a good leader at all. No, and you develop those leadership skills moving up instead of just getting pushed up into the spotlight. Yeah, no, just from my own experience, like, uh, you know, you. If somebody were, I'm 20, I'm 23. If somebody yeah. would give me the reins of, of, a, of a football team or anything like that, I would know what to do. I don't know. I'm still learning. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it, I agree. It's learning those small, like, okay, how can I lead this small group of guys to do what I need to do? Okay. And then I can do that. And then you grow and then you grow. It was like, Freddie was like, how do I manage and lead three quarterbacks oh now i've got an entire roster an entire organization on my back yeah i don't think yeah i agree i just don't think he was ready to lead and i thought that was a big reason that all that talent got wasted yeah yeah i agree with that all right so you ready to get to the games yep all right so the first game obviously afc championship it was first uh chiefs won 35 to 24 mm-hmm. yeah it got a little bit Weird at the end where it was like, oh, Titans, Titans may have a chance here. Mm, and with yeah. the Pro Bowl onside kick, they definitely would have had a chance. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that, that stupid rule. Um, don't know what the rule is. It's I think you get the ball at like the 25, your own 25, mm-hmm. and uh, you have to convert like a fourth and 15 on one play. If you don't convert it, they get the ball there. If you do, then you get the ball wherever you, I guess, wherever you get tackled at. Mm-hmm. Some Something <laughs> stupid like that. Uh <laughs> Just to front out the onside kick, though. Yeah. Because that, that's... Well, some... I mean, but I don't know. Like, onside kicks are, like, it's rarely ever recovered. So, I understand why they want to do something different because, mm-hmm. you know, most of... I'm, I'm sure most fans, like, unless you're just really a big fan of that team, like, most fans turn it off at that point. Like, yeah. onside kicks are so hard. And especially when you're... I think it's more... They're trying to do this because 
teams are down by so much. Also, the XFL is bringing in like weird stuff with their special teams. So they're going to have to compete because if yeah. the XFL hits on some of this stuff, yeah. like the XFL could fail as a football league. Yeah. But again, if they have some stuff that the NFL is like, uh, people like that. Like mm-hmm. the, uh, the XFL going for three points on an extra point. Maybe the NFL brings that in. Who knows? Um, yeah. it, I mean, they brought in the sky cam from the XFL. I mean, there's there's multiple things that the NFL could take uh, mm-hmm. from the XFL, and I agree. Like They're going to be looking and watching, and I think that is another reason is how do we make it more exciting towards the end of the game? Look, a team's down by two touchdowns. Onside kicks are barely ever recovered. How do we get a team a better chance to get back in it? Fair yeah. or not, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so – Basically, Titans took an early lead, mm. and the Chiefs did what they did in the divisional round against the Texans. They came back and they won the game. Yeah. Uh, th- this was the most impressive Andy Reid win I've seen. Pat Mahomes played phenomenal in that second half. Yeah. Uh, just, I felt like there was something missing for the Titans. Something on the it was on the offensive line, like the interior 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 line, uh, not Saffold, but uh, Ben Jones and the uh, was it right the right guard? I forgot the right. I guard. don't know the name. Uh, and Jack Coughlin, <laughs> that right side, the offensive line, they just weren't performing yeah. at all. Uh, Taylor Lewan and uh, Saffold were playing phenomenal. The other three offensive linemen weren't at all. Yeah. And Derrick Henry was getting tackled by five people. Immediately, yeah. And I'm sorry, no human being. If you put Taco Fall out there, yeah, seven foot seven uh, NBA player, he's going to get tackled immediately. Uh, if five people are on him like that, and mm. you get no momentum at all, uh, and the, honestly, I credit that to Steve Spagnola. He's the defensive coordinator for the Giant, or he's defensive coordinator for the Chiefs. He w- used to be the defensive coordinator for the Giants. Uh, when they upset for the Rams, yeah, he ups the he upset the uh, he's the defense coordinator that upset for the Giants who upset the undefeated Patriots. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knows what he's doing. He's one of the better defense coordinators in this league, and uh, he's he's been able to evolve his game through uh, 12, 11 years or twelve years of uh, evolving. And honestly, the the way this team's played in this last half of the season is is uh, Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. His leadership, and then the way uh, Steve Spagnola got his defense yeah. into these winning situations, and they were able to put the offense in the winning situations because they're dominating. Yeah, these I, uh, these second half halves of these games. Yeah, I, I agree. I think one of the most uh, improved and impressive things I've seen this season was the Chiefs' defense. Where yeah. early in the season it wasn't good; they weren't playing well, and towards the end of the season they found their stride and. When you go up against a guy like Derrick Henry, who was who decimated the Patriots defense, uh, the best in the league, if not second best in the league, uh, you're going up against the Ravens defense, who is one of the best in the NFL, and they he obliterated both of them. Mm-hmm. And then you go up against the Chiefs, who everybody's like, okay, like look, they, he just ran over them, like he's going to have a great game against them, and he didn't. It's not like he had a, the worst game ever, but I give like I agree, I, I give a lot of credit to. Steve Spagnola and those guys on that D-line. Yeah, Frank Clark was talking a lot of trash, but he backed it up. They were playing tough. They were, Chris Jones had a heck of a game I, disrupting Frank Clark, in the back foot every play. You know, almost I don't every know if play. Frank Clark backed it up. The rest of the team did, though. Yeah. I, because there, there were some spots where, like, Frank Clark was, like, on the opposite side of the play. Yeah. And he was nowhere near Derrick Henry at all. And uh, But I'll say this, so when it came to pass rushing time, he showed up. He finally showed up. Yeah. Uh, probably didn't deserve a Pro Bowl this year. That definitely didn't. Six sacks. Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, but I know it's not always production, but six sacks ain't Pro Bowl worthy. Yeah. And uh, he, but he showed up in this game in the pass rush. Like you said, Chris Jones showed up. Yeah. Uh, this team, like, this team looks unstoppable at the moment. But oh, also, yeah. Also, do the 49ers when we get to them. So it's like it's this. This could yeah. be. I know it's a cliche, it's a hundred season, it's historic, but this could be one of the best Super Bowls ever. Like, just the matchups we're gonna get. I think yeah. Pat, Pat Mahomes is playing at a different level, man. Yeah, he's <clears throat> the way he's seeing the field, 
the way he's been able to scramble and just and obviously the way he can throw the football, it's, it's unlike it's only things that Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers could do, and mm-hmm. sometimes he can do things better than them. Um, he's a special talent combined with the talent he has at receiver, combined with Andy Reid as his head coach. Uh, it's producing something we might we might not. We might have not ever seen this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty special what he's been able to do, and just how dangerous they are, dude. I mean, going from twenty-four to zero to the Texans, snap of a finger, they're up at halftime by four. They win fifty, uh, what fifty-one to thirty-one, mm-hmm. and then they go into this game. What are they down? Down seventeen to seven, and then boom, right yeah. back, right, just like that, they're right back in. And it. then they take the lead right before the half again. Now, granted, that was some of the worst tackling efforts I've ever seen in my entire life. Very frustrating to watch on that scramble for a touchdown. It looked like I was watching flag football. Yeah. But still, he made a play. Like, I mean, you know, it's not his fault they didn't tackle. I mean, he almost fumbled at the goal line. Yeah. If they, if they would have given some what effort on those tackle attempts earlier. Who knows? Like, they, they probably would have stripped the ball yeah. from uh, Pat Mahomes. And that's the thing, though. He's able to he's, – he's mobile enough to get outside the pocket. He'll get you 10 yards that, like that. And he wears defenses out. Yeah. Uh, that, that's my concern yeah. with the 49ers. Is, I know we're skipping ahead a little bit, but are they going to be able to withstand it all four quarters? Because you're going to be – he ain't just staying my, in the pocket. This ain't Tom Brady. This I'll say dude this is going to be moving. I do, like the way Tennessee's pass rush is, is well, we're going to out-physical you. We're not going to add speed. We're not going to mix in some speed in this. You have Harold Landry. Uh, who I think he's good. He still needs to develop a little bit. This is his second year in the league. So he needs to develop a little bit. But you have D. Ford over there and the 49ers. Mm. Uh, you have the Forrest Buckner. Uh, you got all. You got different types of pass rushers there. Yep. Where, where I think uh, the Chiefs struggle with, which is speed. Uh, and... The way Tennessee's uh, pass rushers, it's going to be oh we're going to we're going to bull rush you, we're going to uh, engage and try to throw you and swing you and mm. get to the quarterback. We're going to try to push. The, we're going to try to collapse the pocket on Pat Mahomes uh, by force mm. uh, instead of doing it by finesse and speed. And I think that's where we found the struggles and where Jarrell Casey, not a finesse pass rusher. Uh, you got uh, Jeffrey Simmons, not a finesse pass rusher. You you see them start to struggle, and then once the Chiefs get rolling, they get the momentum, the defense gets tired. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, Jeffrey Simmons killing it in this uh, in the New England game, killing it in the uh, Baltimore game. He's worn out. He's, just, he's played two games, or he's played three games in three weeks. Chiefs played two games in yeah. three weeks. Yeah. So. I wouldn't even say he was worn out. I. I think I think it was. I don't I don't think it was worn out. I just think the Chiefs played great defense, man. I, I give credit, a lot of credit to no, them. No, I'm saying Jeffrey Simmons. I'm saying the like Yeah. Yeah, I I just don't, I think the defense was exhausted for playing three three yeah. three tough games. You're facing Lamar, the hottest offense in the NFL at the moment. Mm. Uh, and then you're facing Tom Brady. That takes a lot out of you. Yeah. Just beat Tom Brady and then go in and beat the hottest the MVP of the season back to back. And then you're going to face the MVP of last season. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, their defense definitely didn't look the same. It didn't yeah. have that same juice or energy to it. Um, mm-hmm. I apologize. I thought you were talking about Derrick Henry. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I, I agree with you. I definitely think. Yeah, when you saw Jeffrey Simmons, I was like, "Where's the big play at?" Like he was destroying grown men both uh, playoff games before. And this game, I agree. Like. Even in, against like a weaker interior for the Chiefs, I thought he wasn't able to do a lot. Yeah, and I and look, I get Pat Mahomes running around being wild, but like even just the presence of him collapsing the pocket, like where was that? Yeah, where was that ability? Uh, I I think it does allude to them being worn out um, and, and not having that same type of juice and energy coming into the game. Yeah, uh, and going to uh, the other side of the football, it's Derrick Henry may have been worn out. That's see, right. I, see, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he was worn out. I, I think he was worn out. I think he was. He, he had 30 carries week 17, 30 carries the week prior. Let me double check this real quick. So I know he had. Th- I definitely know he had 30 carries. He had 32 carries week 17, 34 carries. So there's 60, 66 carries in two weeks, and then uh, divisional round. He had 30 carries, so he had 96 carries 
and three weeks of football. And then you add in the Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs game. Uh, it was he had 115 carries in four weeks. He was their whole offense. Yeah, for and sure. Yeah, I, that's what the problems coming comes in for me with the Titans. Mm-hmm. And maybe the longevity of being a t- contender is can they find somebody that can take the load off of Derrick Henry? Yeah, uh, they got the weapons outside. Because I, I like Deion Lewis, but we've seen him in New England. Mm-hmm. He's not a run. He's not a running back. He's a receiving back. Yeah, he receives. He's a, the ball. He's a third down back. Yeah, That's he's he he, yeah. He's gonna catch the ball for you. They need a another running back. They need a Latavius Murray esque player to where. You can put him in, and he'll he'll get you three. He'll get you at least three yards of carry, mm-hmm. uh, four yards of carry on some runs. Uh, not the not, not the most athletic, not the most talented, but he'll but he's a hard worker. He'll get you those three yards. Uh, they need somebody like that mm-hmm. to take some of the slow off of Derrick Henry because Derrick Henry get I think he got worn out. 115 carries. It's gonna wear. That's gonna wear any any man out uh, doing that and. Obviously, and then you talk about Ryan Tannehill didn't play well. Yeah, uh, this probably is worst game of the season. Yeah, which, uh, which I think uh, says a lot to how he's played throughout the season. Yeah, uh, he just I think the moment was maybe uh, the Cole Burger uh, McFarland here uh, too big for him. No matter that Forty Niners and Seattle game, but it's I think it was. I think the moment was too big for him. I think he he missed some throws that he should have made that he made earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Yeah, just they couldn't convert a lot on third downs. They couldn't finish drives, and ultimately, I mean, look, they lost by what eleven points, but they just weren't able to finish in the game. Yeah. Um, and I, again, I just give credit to the Chiefs, man. Like they have. Uh, yes, I know that the the first quarter of the Texans game was pretty awful. But after that, dude, this team, like you said, has looked unstoppable almost. Mm-hmm. Like, is anyone stopping Pat Mahomes and and what that offense is able to do? Because I don't think so. Well, it's it's honestly been the receivers dropping passes. And early in the season, it was Pat Mahomes getting too cocky a little bit, uh, trying to throw no-look passes in the back of the end zone, missing people earlier in the year. And then mm-hmm. he's gotten out of that. And he's played like himself. Yeah. He's being himself. He's not trying to be a trend mm-hmm. anymore. Uh, and then, but the receivers though are the ones that are coming up short here. They're dropping passes. Special teams getting pump blocks, uh, going for touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's not been on Pat Mahomes that they've been down so much in these games. It's been on the other people. Mm-hmm. It's been Travis Kelsey not being able to catch passes. Uh, Tyreek Hill not falling a route, even though he's faster than people. Him not just burning somebody down down the field when it's just one-on-one coverage. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that type of thing where it's the receivers aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Uh, and Pat Mahomes can't do everything. He can't fit it into... Like two inch holes mm-hmm. every single time. Yeah. Like nobody's perfect. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna miss he's gonna miss you on a couple of throws, but the receivers have to be able to catch the balls on those missed throws, and they're they're just not coming up with them mm-hmm. uh, earlier in the game, and then they start getting into a rhythm. And uh, I wonder if it's due to cold weather. Maybe like they're not used to the cold weather. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's a bad excuse because they played in the snow and everything. Like, yeah, and that's my. Th- I don't know. It's weird. It's like I, it is know. weird because la- like against the Texans, they had, bri- they had bricks for hands. And they then early, crap. early and in this game, they had they like Travis, catch- Travis Kelsey dropping stuff. Like, like, he had like two like, or three drops. Yeah, I think it's almost just a lack of focus. Like, yeah, and you know, and again, jumping ahead, if you do that against this 49ers team, dude, the, the, this is not the Titans where. You know, they they have Ryan Tannehill, like, yeah, we can say what we want about Jimmy G, and we'll get to that in a second, throwing eight passes, but I the dude has just that that mentality, in my opinion, to succeed late in games if you if you need him to. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Chiefs have to be on point from the start of the game. If they start the game like they have the past two weeks, which, you know, I know it's kind of overshadowed because they scored 51. Uh, it was 51-7 to after being down 24-0. They went 35-24. to um, I get that. But they have to start strong against this 49ers team. Yeah, yeah. 
I agree with you on that. So we'll uh, move to NFC Championship, Green Bay at San Francisco. And it looks like somebody followed the formula that's been the blueprint the whole season to beat Green Bay. Yeah. And this is what they should go after in the draft. They should go after uh, Kinlaw Brown or Derek Brown or the other Auburn or Davis, I think it is. His name, the other Auburn uh, D tackle. Yeah. They need to go after somebody like that. They, they need, need to, to be more physical. Uh, for, yeah, just Kenny Clark can't do anything. Like, he's getting triple teamed. And uh, Zary Smith, Preston Smith, good pass rushers, not good run stoppers. They're not fit. Yeah, they're not physical. Like yeah. That. When I see those guys, like, I'm like, they're athletic. They, they can get around. They can bend. Uh, you know, they have good they have good hips, but. I'm not. I'm not sitting here like oh, they got Jeffrey Simmons up front. Yeah, they I'm not sitting here. They got Chris Jones up front. Face the Titans. Titans are going to destroy them. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and it's and they just got exposed. They really did. Their defense line got exposed, and their linebacking core, which I think is good but not great. They got some faults in their game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just really just good at everything, and they're not great at some stuff. They're not. They don't have elite speed. They don't have the elite tackling. They're mm. good. They have good speed. They have good tackling. They got good awareness. They got good cover skills. That's not, not leading anything. Mm. It's just all good. And when you run the all good, it doesn't get you to a Super Bowl. You need elite players. You need somebody with at least elite something with eliteness in it. Yeah. Uh, and look, and look, I think Aaron Rodgers again is one of the greatest quarterback talents of all time. Mm. But look, when, when again, like you said, when you have good talent. If you expect to get to Super Bowl and win, your quarterback needs to be the man. Great. If this was Aaron Rodgers seven years ago, this team probably gets to the Super Bowl. But this wasn't the same Aaron Rodgers. No, he I was, didn't think he played well at all. Like it, yeah. he was missing throws, and and it kind of loses something we were talking about. Like you know, he 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 doesn't take enough risk anymore. It's almost like he, like Colin Cowherd said, you know, like his opinion is he thinks Rodgers is trying to hide his uh and protect his pass rating uh because he barely ever throws an interception so he's not taking all these huge risks and it's like well he never has he, he really honestly he's never ha- he's never taken risk uh and that but was- he'll throw it down the field more he'll trust guys more and it's like i think he's gotten to the point where he's like a little like well you know well it- i wonder if tom brady would be doing this if tom brady wasn't with uh had like a new coaching staff in there if they have Belichick in there, because we get the switches, you get the receiver switches. Mm. Uh, you don't. They, Tom, uh, Aaron Rodgers that hasn't been able to develop with them long, mm. maybe a year or two, for every player. Yeah. Or Brady Edelman was there for like four years before he actually started playing wide receiver. He's just on special teams. Yeah. Same thing with uh, Edelman. Edelman, uh, they grew a relationship over a couple years. Uh, Peep. Uh, New England builds that culture mm-hmm. uh, of we're going to build you and then put you in those situations. Whereas Green Bay seems like they just throw people into the fire and expect Rodgers to have chemistry with them immediately, like it's Madden or something. When it's not the case at all, you have to build chemistry. Mm-hmm. And we've seen throughout the year, Rodgers just didn't have chemistry with any of his receivers. Yeah, it, it was almost like not even just the receivers, but it didn't feel like he. Yeah. It didn't feel like him and Matt Lafleur were always on the same page. Um, mm-hmm. it, it did. It definitely felt like when you were watching, like they, some at times it felt like they were button heads, mm-hmm. and I, I think that played a factor into it because I just thought, hey, look, I, I think the biggest weakness is that they're not physical up front. Mm-hmm. They're not nasty. Uh, they got they get bullied on the offensive line. They got bullied on the defensive line. I mean, how many yards did uh, San Francisco rush for? Uh, Two hundred eighty-five. Uh, Raheem Most was it? Is it Raheem? Yeah, Raheem. Um, make sure. Yeah, Raheem Moster. Uh, Two hundred. 20 yards and four touchdowns. And he had Madden, like you're playing on rookie Madden, yeah. 7.6 yards to carry. Yeah, he. I mean, he was like, he was outstanding. Yeah. And I think that's a testament to Kyle Shanahan and, and the way he schemes up uh, the run mm-hmm. game and how uh, – I've said this multiple times, but I love watching the way San Francisco runs the football. Just all the different things that they do that they bring to the table is just special. It's complex. And it's it's dang near impossible to stop when they get going. Um, 
You bring Raheem Mostert in, he can rush for 200. You bring Tevin Coleman in, he can rush for 200. You bring Matt Brady in, he can have a huge game. It doesn't matter. And I know Tevin Coleman got hurt, but it doesn't matter. He always gets hurt. But and I know it doesn't. But it doesn't matter who they bring in. Raheem Mostert was on seven different NFL teams and was cut by seven different NFL teams. Yeah, he's a, it's he's a he's a track star. Yeah, uh, and if it's one to what Kyle Shanahan does, uh, sorry, if I hit my mic there. That's why I was laughing. Mm-hmm. In case that uh, somebody's listening to it and hears like a little thump. Oh gosh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, sorry, I accidentally hit my mic there. But yeah, Kyle Shanahan, he gets track stars on his team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Debo Samuel, uh, or and he, he gets track stars, but he also gets versatile players that can play a lot of positions. Like uh, uh, Debo Samuel can play a slot receiver. He can play an outside receiver. Mm-hmm. He can he can go into the backfield and play running back. He can read the field like a running back does. Like on his uh, on his like jet sweeps that he got, mm-hmm. he got uh, forty three yards. He had, uh, 20 yards to carry on that. He was able to read. He was able to read the hole on the outside and burst through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's he. He almost has like a New England approach to it, where like he just has people that can do a lot of versatile things. That he can put people. He can have the same people on the field in the same formation, but just switch the people. Yeah. Just put uh, for one play, he'll have. Uh, He'll have Emmanuel Sanders in the, uh, in the slot, maybe Debo on the outside, and switch him up on the next play, but the same formation. It's just the availability to have versatile players on your team and to have a quarterback who doesn't turn the ball over that much. Yeah. Uh, is, and then and, he's not worried about stats. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy G's like, I want to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's going in there. He's calm, cool, collected. And I, Look, I still want to see more from Jimmy G. I still feel like there are questions out on him. Uh, is he like a legit take over superstar quarterback mm-hmm. but I think look if the if the game was on the line and you needed to go down the field and score a field goal or a touchdown I I, I trust his his calm cool and collected nature to do that mm-hmm. that's what I like about Jimmy G is he doesn't he doesn't panic I never see him freak out he's the same he's cool he's calm he's confident in himself and when you team you pair that confidence with a coach like Shanahan you get some special things, and mm-hmm. they don't even gotta pass it. They threw it eight times. Yeah, no. And they still destroyed the pass. It was a, it was a total physical domination. Yeah, I know. And George Kittle, uh, the best receiver, had one catch on mm-hmm. one target. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, uh, Rogers tried to make it a game at the end with that long pass to Devontae Adams, but yeah, I- I'm so curious to see this game, this going to the Super Bowl, simply because I think right now today, you, you know, you could argue the best. Um, schemer uh, of passing in the NFL right now, and Andy Reid, mm-hmm. and the best schemer of running and Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. Those two going head to head. How are those two offenses going to uh, clash? How are they going to be able to compete against each we other? We could have a very similar to the Rams situation. Uh, but I don't know. I think it'll be different. I, I think we're going to have. I think this could be a. I don't think it'll be insanely high scoring. I think both defenses are going to play well. But I think this could I think this could be very well a game like the the uh, the Seahawks and uh, the Patriots back when the Patriots were able to come back and beat the uh, Seahawks. I, can, I see it being more like the uh, Eagles and Patriots. The okay. second number two, uh, number one was not a good game, but it, number two was it. Uh, Wait, Eagles and Patriots number number two. The second one with Nick Foles. What was not, the first not, one? Oh, Donovan my, my bad, my bad. Yeah, were, you're right. I completely forgot about that. Tracking for a fourth and like 19 from the two yard line and. Yeah, so it was. Gosh, yeah, I see it be more like that game, just uh, mm. high paced, high intensity, and uh, big defensive stops, big offensive uh, plays going mm-hmm. on. That's what I see happening uh, because Chiefs can score like that, but can score like on drop of a hat, on drop of a hat, can uh, just score like at will in like under two minutes. Where San Francisco likes to take their time on some of their possessions, and uh, they can speed it up as well. Mm-hmm. As so, I want to I want to see how both of these teams. But I want to see if uh, San Francisco tries to match the speed of Kansas City, or do they still the tempo down? Mm-hmm. So I, that's what I want to see about. It. But this is going to be a fun Super Bowl. It's a Super Bowl. We don't see a lot of the teams in red get to the Super Bowl. Uh, New England, where we say doesn't have red really. They mostly wear blue. Uh, last one was Atlanta, uh, but if you kind of look at it, there's not been a lot of red 
uh, colored teams in the NFL make it to the Super Bowl. So when we get to... In quite a while, anyways, yeah. Yeah, it's really just been Atlanta, mm-hmm. really, and... 49ers made it back back in uh, the early 2010s. Yeah, but, but before that, like, it's been, like, two in a while. Yeah. Uh, so it's fun seeing, like, all the different teams get in there. That's, I like parody. I like seeing different teams that are different. Uh, I like it when it... See, like, it sometimes it doesn't feel like, oh, we're at the Super Bowl. Yeah. But once the Super Bowl starts, you know you're there. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. You, you feel the magnitude and yeah. you feel the, the this the seriousness of the situation. It's um, yeah. I, I love it, man. I love football. Yes. I love those big moment games, and it's always fun when we we're able to sit down and we're able to watch these games together mm-hmm. as a family or with friends, uh, because you get to see these crazy moments because everybody brings their A game, mm-hmm. and the reason I'm so excited for this Super Bowl is the fact that we get Andy Reid. And Kyle Shanahan. Not not to mention Pat Mahomes is going to be in there. Mm-hmm. Not to mention uh, Nick Bosa and Raheem Mostert coming off a huge game. And you got this insane running game and this insane passing game. And Chris Jones and Richard Sherman. Like You get all of these different personalities and these great players in this game that can make big plays any, at any moment. But it's that head coaching matchup that I'm so curious to see. Like last year, we got Belichick. Uh, we got the you know the greatest of all time Belichick mm-hmm. versus Sean McVay. He took he took Sean McVay to school. Mm-hmm. Sean McVay got a lot to learn. But to me that you got a guy in Kyle Shanahan that's hungry. Twenty eight to three, they they lose the Super Bowl. He's offensive coordinator. They lose, and a lot of that a lot of people some people blame it on him. Some people blame it on the way they called the offense and the way they played. Um, I think I think honestly he he deserves a lot of the blame. Uh, yeah. For the reason they did lost, I don't understand his play calling in those final moments of the game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I would say so. The last three red teams that I can think of at the moment, hopefully I'm not forgetting one, been good Super Bowls. We've had uh, Arizona with the Steelers. Uh, Arizona had to come back in that game. Yeah, San Francisco and Baltimore. Uh, San Francisco had, <laughs> had to come, come back. back, and then you had the uh, New England comeback against Atlanta. So we might see a comeback in the Super Bowl. Yeah, who knows? Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It's like a for trend it, though, going yeah. on here, but yeah. Yeah, and then also you got the Andy Reid story of he's finally back. Can yeah. he get over the hump? Because I think Kyle Shanahan will be there. I think this team is set for greatness. But when you pay Pat Mahomes that money, like we've talked about, this could be the window. Yeah. And, I mean, for a while. Like, Pat mm-hmm. Mahomes is going to be there for a long time. But this could be the window for Andy Reid. Yeah. And I'm very, and I like both teams. I like what I've seen from both teams. I, I've enjoyed watching them. So I'm excited, man. I am too. It's going to be a fun Super Bowl. So that wraps it up. Alrighty, well, uh, we appreciate you guys listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, again, we will be back next week uh, with our predictions episode for the Super Bowl, probably around like Wednesday or so, um, mm-hmm. to get that on enough time so you guys can listen to it and uh, and whatnot. Uh, but again, White, where can they find you? Uh, underscore Sparky underscore four. And you can find me at Varsity Ginger fifty five, and that's for both of us on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, rocking with us this whole season. Listen, listen to the podcast, um, leaving us positive reviews and letting us know how you feel. Uh, we appreciate that stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, we're looking forward to uh, a great conclusion for the season. Yeah, NFL's one hundred season. Yeah. Yep. So it should so, be fun. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, y'all. Peace. See you.